Good morning, team. Morning, morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hope you're all awesome and well. Good to see you, folks. James is in the house. Alison's up and at it. Deb, Jeff, and Luke, all ready to go. Marvellous Monday. Welcome, folks. Good to see you. Been uh, been interesting times out there, as always. Thought we might have a little yarn this morning about a few interesting things. But before we get going, before we get going, folks, we'll do the old intros just in case anybody's new. If you are new, or maybe if you're not, maybe you're coming back, maybe you're back and we haven't seen you for a while. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm not a singer, that is for sure. Welcome back. Welcome. Whatever it is. Thanks for joining us. Jason Witten is my name. If you didn't already know, now you do. Been doing this for a little while. Been property investing for a fair chunk in my third decade now, which is pretty cool. Learned a few things. Made plenty of mistakes, folks. I can tell you that one. Had a few wins. Uh, I'm up across the board, which is good. And uh, been... uh, over the years, sharing some of those lessons and things that I've learned, being a property investor for 20 years and coaching many people just like you and me, mad keen property investors, to do something. So welcome along, Wealth Coffee Chats. We do it each day at about 10 past eight. That's the drill. That's where we are. That's what's going on. So let's have a bit of a yarn today about a little something. We have... Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, a bit of a challenging issue out there, certainly for first-home buyers, even for us as property investors trying to get our second, third, fourth, fifth um, investment in our portfolio. A bit of a challenge holding us back. Some things that are, you know, used to be quite easy. Back in my day, back in my day, yeah, back in, back in the days when finance were a little bit easier and interests were a little bit less, you know, there's a few things that have gone on that have made things a bit challenging. So we're going to talk about those today and uh, what we might need to do as property investors to understand, uh, have some insight, uh, be in position, whatever it is, whatever we need to do as we go along. So that's where we are today. Here we go. 10-year New home building plunge, yes. The approvals have gone even worse. I think uh, approvals coming through now are at the lowest we've seen in over 40 years, et cetera. And, you know, when they do these numbers, folks, like 10-year low, right? So, so, and this is the thing we've got to remember. 10 years ago, if you go, all right, there's a 10-year low. But 10 years ago, what was our population? 10 years, out, 10 years ago, our population was 2 or 3 million people less. All right, so when we say a 10-year loan, oh, that's not that bad. Well, in context, it's terrible. Anyway, there you go. But we have a challenge. You guys have seen this. Um, we're all experiencing it one way, shape, or form. A few things going on that are making this happen, driving up rents, inflating the real estate prices. Uh, and uh, there's a couple of things we're going to talk about today that uh, – not only are the regular ones, the supply issue and the and the cost of money, supply and the cost of money right now are the major challenges. However, there's a couple of things. There's two things going on right now 
that are making this even worse. Supply, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about supply is an issue, cost of funds, construction, immigration. Yeah, they're the big four. Government uh, completely clustered all of them up. But what is else is going on that's actually exacerbating this too? Now, that's fun today. Let's have a bit of going on. The gap between, folks, the gap. Morning, Brendan. Good to see you, mate. The gap between the median price, median price and capacity, the average capacity of a home buyer. Now, this is not an investor. So investors are different because we get to use the rents to help offset some of the expenses, folks. So investors, by and large, are uh, better off, way better, like lots better off, way better off than this. This is purely using, hey, you're a first home buyer and you want to try and buy or an owner-occupier. The gap, this gap is one of the largest gaps in median house price and buyer spending capacity from a volume point of view, the number of sales sold at, a, at an average median price, uh, it's pretty big. It's massive, right? And, uh, you know, why is that so? Well, most of us understand what's going on when it comes to the supply right now. Inflation, the cost of materials has significantly increased, and the cost of money, the cost of interest rates have gone up. Is there anything we can do about that or what can we do? What do we need to understand as property investors that's happening here? And what might we what might we need to understand and get into place, let's say, to be on the right side of the ledger when it comes to this economically? All right. Well, there's a few things that I know that are going to happen. For the short term, there's going to be more renters. Uh, then there will be buyers, okay? And there will be buyers and less buyers. There'll be less people selling, in essence, because the rents are going up. So it's only going to exacerbate or accelerate this supply issue. So let's talk about it. Let's have a bit of a bit of a look into the future. What's going on with supply? I'm going to talk about two things after this. Have a guess. <clears throat> Maybe in the chat. I always like to get a bit of feedback from you guys. In the chat, let me know, other than the sort of the, the main four things that we all know right now, number one, um, we've got a supply issue, right? Number two, we have, um, you know, population, immigration, driving things up. Uh, number three, we have got uh, a cost of money. We've got um, interest rates have gone up pretty significantly. Uh, and number four. The rents have gone up too. I think there was something there before. I was scribbling it out. I should have wrote it down. Supply, population, cost, and the rents. Yep. Building companies. That's for sure. And then, yeah, that's another addition to the supply issues, Alison. Okay, for sure. Two things that are happening right now, some interesting things inside of Australia that are going on right now that are – adding to the fuel in certain places, certain places, let's say the cities, probably a little cryptic, so I'll get on with it. Units, 
Yep, totally. Units certainly are very attractive at the moment, Brendan, certainly for rents, cheaper to rent a unit, cheaper to buy a unit for sure. Those things, um, um, yeah, there's a gap. The, the average house price and the average unit price in many cities is significant, you know, sometimes close to 30 40% difference. Uh, and so it should be, obviously, because it's not a house. So, you know, completions forecasting into the future, no matter which way you slice it, whether it's approvals, whether it's um, starts, like construction starts, whether it's uh, projects on the market, uh, completions. Completions are the most important, folks. How many apartments are being completed? Now, folks, this is something that we need to understand what disaster this is, right? So um, completions in the mainland capitals and Canberra has dropped to 8,000 from 15,000, from 30,000, from 70,000. Like, the drop is insane, right? The completion rates of existing real estate is huge. You know, what else is going on? What about houses? So apartments, medium density. Right now, we've got heaps of other stuff happening. The bill-to-rent world is like soaking up all of the uh, supply, basically, in certain places for bill-to-rent. Apartments are expensive to build, so the prices aren't going to come down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, and we've got, you know, uh, here from 21 now down to 23, okay, 2023, uh, 50% reductions in green or new house lot sales, and that all trending down, 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 down. And we talked about this, the number of properties that got sold in a very short period of time. We've never been able to produce them, you know, and that's caused all all sorts of significant issues. Like Alison said there with the construction companies, um, you know, down. Median prices up, supply down. Uh, so what's been happening and two things that are happening right now in some of the cities that are making some of this stuff worse, depending on what side of the ledger you're on, and something that we could maybe understand as investors and appreciate, right? The trend in household size, folks, the number of people living per uh, living in a property, per property, the number of Bodies per property. I don't know how to say that really well, but anyway, there you go. The number of people. Um, <laughs> well, maybe I did, Brendan. <laughs> the number of uh, people per property, people per property, PPP, uh, is down. Now, a bit of a trend downwards. The average household size, folks. Um, and this is something for the future. Yeah, number of occupants. Thanks, Victoria. I was struggling there. I haven't had enough coffee this morning, obviously. <laughs> the number of occupants per property uh, is reducing, and it's an interesting trend. And we 
may need to understand what that might be, right? So a trend downwards in many places, Hobart, Darwin, Perth, where are we? Uh, Sydney, Melbourne, uh, Brizzy, I can't see the colours in there. But, you know, Adelaide, Adelaide's not, uh, not, not having a bar of it just yet. But as the cities densify, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, as the cities densify, what's happening? Well, it seems that people, many points in their life, solo or single, are living. And that trend seems to be increasing. So for us as property investors, you know, how can we look at that as an opportunity? So there's a few things that are going on out there that are pretty interesting to maybe think about this. At the bottom end of the market, one-bed apartments uh, not uh, the dollars just there, but one-bedroom apartments sometimes are shunned a bit by investors because, you know, they attract lower dollar value capital growth over time. However, maybe into the future, they might just be a very competitive piece of real estate because of this trend. If we look at solo and single living, where might that be? Very sadly, some of the stats show, you know, more people get divorced, blah, blah, blah. Um, so one-bedroom apartments could be on the agenda, on the portfolio as you flesh out some of your property investing. What's another way that we can maybe uh, provide accommodation to this marketplace, folks? Uh, there's a bit of a trend right now, which is, um, multi, uh, multi-room uh, letting, okay, multi-room letting, okay? So where, uh, and this is on the flip side, where you get a house and you turn three of those bedrooms into something fully self-contained. So there's some quite, uh, quite cutting-edge designs out there right now which, uh, which are really making things um, quite attractive to investors and very good for people who are single solo. They want to have their own self-contained stuff, but they, you know, end up on some land with a house or whatever it might be. So there's a few opportunities in there. So right now, perfect, Alison, exactly. Well, you know, and often as investors, we start out where we start out with our, you know, wherever we are, certain time and place, We've got a certain income. We've got a certain amount of money and deposit. And, you know, we've, we want to sort of see, hey, what's the best opportunity for me so I can get going? And sometimes that may be uh, a one-bedroom apartment in a nicer area uh, instead of maybe going into, you know, maybe a substandard area demographically to buy, you know, uh, a townhouse or a house. So it's not a bad thing to think about. And into the future, what we can see is that those types of renters and ultimately those types of buyers, I would argue, uh, would look like they're going to increase. So the one better, very attractive maybe. 
What else is going on? Folks, what else is going on? Yep, yep. You've got to keep an eye on the body corp. My attitude with that sort of stuff is if you're paying a body corporate, you've got to get something for it. And that's why when we talk about amenity, um, you know, really attractive bits of um, second and third spaces, uh, Sam talks about them all the time, then uh, you get some amazing value if you understand what you're doing. What else is going on? Wow. Here's an interesting one. I called this one. I, I said this ages ago. Who remembers what happened? I probably should get off here, giving it away. Right, tell me. Who remembers what happened at, when in COVID and there was lockdowns and stuff like that? What did a lot of the population do? What, what did a lot of people do? They said, right, these lockdowns, uh, I'm going to move. And where did they move, folks? Tell me. In the chat. Uh, a significant amount of people, many, many tens of thousands, um, moved. And where did they go? Not only did they go to southeast Queensland, yep, moved to the country. Dead right, Luke, moved to the country. Well, what I said ages ago, because I grew up in small-town country outback Queensland, um, and uh, I enjoyed it as a child, Well, but uh, I said, Listen, most people who've only ever lived in the city are moving to the country. Um, I think they'll be back. If you've never lived in a country town in outback Australia, it's a very acquired taste, depending on where you live. Uh, my family still live there, so, you know, and I, I grew up in the country. So what's been going on? What's happening? Well, folks, it's an interesting one. If you drill in here, this is the, this is the regional this is regional um, overall listings for rent. The number of rental listings, right? The number of rental listings in the in the country. Now, this is not everywhere, but this is oh, this is the average of everywhere. Is back up to almost post COVID times, folks. Now, that's not a that's not an issue because the country really doesn't produce, or a lot of country towns don't produce a lot of stock, so that's not the end of the world. The city is going down. Uh, technically, the country went back up. From what I can see, and the stats and the data are showing, that people are moving back. Not only are we getting immigration into the cities, but uh, people who moved into the country are moving back to the city as well. So that's underfoot, folks. That's underfoot. And we can see per rental listing been a spike in the cities and been a drop in the regional areas. So interesting times afoot. Interesting times afoot. Plenty going on out there. I thought that one was worth having a little yarn about today. Not only are the big kahunas going on, which is the supply and the interest rates and the costs and the immigration, but also what's going on in here is the household formation is on average shrinking per occupant. Thanks, Victoria. And those who move to the country seem to be moving back to the city for jobs, for other things, obviously, um, as we go. So there you go. That's it. That's all I wanted to talk about today. 
Don't know if that rocked your boat or not. <laughs> but I thought it was worth having a yarn about, understanding, maybe thinking about that. Uh, hello, whoever's asking this, it is a Facebook Live. I'm actually running this show on uh, a little, not little, but uh, a software program called Restream. Restream, folks. Restream. And you can plug things into it and you can do a live in one place and it pushes it out to everywhere else. Anyway, if you want to get more technical, give us a call. Happy to chat anytime. It goes live to LinkedIn. It goes live to YouTube. It goes live to Facebook all at the same time, which is pretty cool. Technology is a pretty sweet thing. All right, folks. Well, that's about it today. Monday. Bit of a lazy Monday, actually. Feeling a little bit mentoring on tonight. That's what's going on. Hey, make sure you join us. We've got the combination. It's a pretty good combo, I reckon. All about depreciation and extra cash flow for your property portfolio. And also the tax team are going to show you how to do it uh, and talk about how you get that done. If you haven't done it, if you're not up to speed with it, well, tonight's the night uh, at Mentoring. We're going to talk about those two things, which is fantastic because it's almost that time of the year, isn't it? May, June, July. We need to get our taxes done, get everything sorted. It is great timing for that. Yep. Yeah, Jeff, uh, been very difficult to track and lock the old Andy Fenton down, new baby responsibilities. But never fear, we've got our plans organised and we'll be back at the Wealth, Wine and Wisdom uh, in the next month or so. So, uh, yes, plenty to talk about there, that's for sure. Anyway, folks, Wealth Coffee Chats is done and dusted for today. Join me again tomorrow if you're up for it for another one. As always, let me know in the chat if there's something you want me to discuss or uh, talk about. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Remember, there's a few sayings around here. We've got those things happening, which is this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. takes time to create your property portfolio. And uh, I like the idea of just buying something good and keeping it. Buy well, don't sell. That's That's the drill. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done. You guys join me tomorrow if you're up for it. Take care. Bye for now.